You're listening to Talk to the Experts. I'm Wayne Nelson. My guest today is Sherry McMillan, on the phone with me from London, England. And we've been discussing the importance of good estate planning, the ability to protect your assets, minimize tax, and maximize wealth using various tried and tested estate planning strategies. Now, these strategies and other topics will be presented in virtual seminars coming up on Wednesday, November 18th at 6.30 p.m., and again on Wednesday, December 2nd at 6.30 p.m. To register, contact Macmillan Estate Planning, 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at macmillanestate.com. Now, Sherry, we were talking about uh, some tax planning strategies. Now, these are tried and tested. These have been around for a while. Um, what other tax planning strategies do you suggest that families take advantage of before the end of the year? And I guess timing is important, too, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of rumor in the tax community about what type of uh, legislational change the governments could employ to collect tax to make up for the COVID situation. And, you know, it's all just rumor at this juncture. We are not certain, but some of the prominent areas our capital gains tax. That's one that's uh, come to the forefront in many discussions. And so one of the techniques that we're doing this year for as many families as possible is a technique called an estate freeze. And what it means to families is let's assume you've created a sizable estate, perhaps more than you're going to spend during your lifetime. And so you know that there will be wealth that will transfer to your children. Well, what happens is because you own your entire estate, it's going to continue to grow and continue to incur additional tax burden so that one day when you do pass on, you'll owe not the tax you owe today, but the future tax and the growth on that. And so, you know, it escalates is what ends up happening. So there's a technique in Canada called an estate freeze. And what it means in English is that you can solidify the value of your estate as of today and let's say your estate is worth $10 million today, and so you know that you have plenty you know, for your retirement and you're safeguarded. Well, what we don't want to have happen is that your estate that's worth $10 million today becomes worth 20 and then $40 million over the course of your lifetime, and your family owe tax on the full $40 million instead of the $10 million you owe today. So what we do is we do a technique called freeze it. We evaluate it, and we freeze that value today with CRA, it doesn't mean we pay the tax, though, today, Wayne. It just simply means we solidify it as the amount that you will owe estate tax on when one day when you pass on. And then what we do is we push the future growth that's going to occur, that additional 20 or $30 million, down to the next generation so that when you pass on, we don't trigger the income tax. And so this is called an estate freeze. We use this technique um, all of the time for wealthy families, and it is an opportunity for us to solidify and take advantage of the capital gain exemptions in Canada. And so the capital gain exemption right now for families is a million dollars plus, a million sixty approximately, if you own a small business, and that's per family member. And then if you're a farm, oh, pardon me, that's for farm families, and if you're an active business, then you're closer to 860000 so, you know, all of us have the privilege to take advantage of this opportunity. 
Um, and if they take it away from us in the years to come and we didn't utilize it, we'll, we'll probably just miss out on the opportunity. And so we call this estate freezing with crystallizing the capital gain exemption. And so a lot of families are calling us right now and saying, you know, while it's still here, while we can use it, let's do it and let's get that work done in 2020. And this is different than the the resetting of your assets under the trust application. That's right, Wayne. So we will frequently use this for families that have a family business because businesses will continue to appreciate and have a capital gain. We'll also give it a lot of contemplation with families that have a sizable real estate portfolio or stock portfolio because what's intrinsically happening is their capital gains tax will continue to increase through their lifetime. And so there is a way to manage that and mitigate um, so that you're not penalized when you pass on and potentially it can cripple a family business obviously if you're not planned properly and in a far enough ahead to know what that tax burden will be okay now we have talked about the way to minimize the taxation issue and as you said i mean billions of dollars have have been spent on assistance programs in our country and and sooner or later somebody's going to have to pay for it uh you, you said capital gains is has been talked about, it's been rumored, it's speculated, nothing firm yet. Are there other ways that we can help minimize tax issues, potential tax issues? Yes. So the uh, particular few other areas that I do like to make sure we're going to take advantage of this year is the maximum tax range that we talked about in the last segment, where 25% of your net worth whether it be personal or corporate, can grow tax-free. A giant tax-free savings account for your state is what it really is. And so all of us that have a $10 million plus net worth should be giving contemplation to this. The next area that I think uh, has a lot of bearing is something called a joint spousal trust. And if you are lucky enough to be 65 or older, there's a special trust designed for you where your wealth can grow in trust and not go through probate, so you have no cost, no taxation um, in every province when you do a wealth transfer to either your spouse or your children. And so it's another wonderful opportunity that I think will come to the forefront um, as we see the tax tables starting to change. And the other area that I think is, you know, fundamentally important for most families is to build in uh, the the protection on the market side of things. A lot of families are wanting that because I think, you know, we do have rose-colored glasses, especially in Alberta, because we've gone through such wonderful times for so long. And now we have experienced the last few years some pretty traumatic um, situations. And so many of us have that caution now as part of our desire to make sure at least some of our estate is very safeguarded and protected. And so that's another measure that I think a lot of families maybe years ago wouldn't have considered, but we're finding more and more and more common that people are saying, you know, I want 50% of my estate to be safe or 75% of my estate to be safe. And so we're seeing a different approach than we otherwise have in the decades prior. So you've got this lump of of capital. You have these assets in your in your trust. Can you at any time, Sherry, take some of that out for for spending purposes, or can you 
take some of it out to loan it to, say, a family member? That's an excellent question. And one of the things I like to share with families is there's a bit of a myth around trust because historically trusts were created and normally when you would establish a trust for holding wealth for your family, you would appoint what I call institutional trust, Wayne, meaning you would appoint a big chartered bank or a trust company, and then they would oversee your family and the spending. In modern times, we don't do it that way anymore because most families who have created wealth have created it in their own right and have a lot of understanding how to create wealth. And so we normally don't recommend institutional trust. We normally recommend what we call family trust, governed by the family. Traditionally, we will recommend that the players that created the estate in the first place, um, the patriarch and matriarch who created it, would be the trustees. They would be the controllers of the trust. So if they wanted to, you know, take a million dollars out to buy a yacht, they can do that. If they want to help their children, we do recommend they loan their children wealth from the trust, not outright give it to their children. And that way, if their children experience, for example, a divorce, then that wealth is still owed to the trust itself. And we don't end up sharing our family wealth with outside non-family members. And so in modern times, we don't normally recommend institutional trust. We normally recommend family trust, meaning the matriarch and patriarch who created it. And then one day, obviously, when you're not with us anymore, perhaps your children become the trustees. And then they would control on behalf of themselves and their children. And so it's a much more uh, user-friendly approach and a lot more uh, valuable because it ultimately gives you full control of how much you spend and when and what you purchase. So if you decided you want to buy, you know, four recreational properties, you can, or if you think stock is the only thing to buy, you can. And so you have that full breadth of control. All right, certainly lots to consider, and the McMillan team will be discussing some of those questions, some of those issues. We'll talk about uh, the virtual seminars that are coming up and what you can expect. Those seminars will be held November 18th and December 2nd, both days at 6.30 p.m., to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register for this very informative seminar, simply contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is one 266 6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit their website for more information at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts.